yeah, there were, there were like three or four times in the last little bit of the race that I was like, oh, it's over. There's no way. Like these guys are gone. Um, but yeah, we hit icebreaker and uh, everyone kind of stuck to the main line on the left side. And I think I just had a little bit more energy and a little bigger punch just for a few seconds to just get up and around him on the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the race is ultimately one going into the final uh, finishing shoot because it was super narrow and I knew that I needed to happen and I just completely emptied it on icebreaker, which was just <laughs> insane. Cause it was like, it was like a tour de France stage. Like people were, there was just a roar, like yeah. so much noise. The crowds were huge. Um, so yeah, I, it was for sure the most intense finish in my life. It was, it was really exciting. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. I'm Sebastian. I'm Mackenzie. And this is Tristan. And on this episode, we are talking about Michigan's favorite mountain bike race, the Iceman Cometh Challenge from multiple perspectives You heard the voices. We have perspectives from beginners, amateurs, pros. But most importantly, I'm sorry, everyone in the room. Most importantly, we hear the perspective from the men's champ himself. Mr. Cole Patton will be um, on the episode in a little bit here. But first off, I just want to say, Sebastian McKenzie, Tristan, thank you for joining me on this Iceman recap episode. Yep, no one talked there, so that's... <laughs> really awkward. Really awkward. Um, so I think there's a lot to get to here, um, and we've kind of debriefed on our own, but um, here's what I'm thinking, and you guys can let me know. Sometimes when I, uh, I have an interview of, a, of, of importance, like a Cole Patton, um, I usually keep that towards the end. Now, I feel like... The people in this room may get a bit, uh, We our conversation may go a little long. So I'm thinking we might kind of flip it around. And before we hear about Tristan's first time or, or Mackenzie's second Iceman or the pro race from uh, uh, Sebastian's perspective, I think we should hear from Cole Patton himself. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm good with that. That's fine. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, let's hear from men's champ, Mr. Cole Patton. Cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate uh, you uh, taking some time to talk about Iceman. Um, of course. And uh, I just want to say, first off, like a huge congrats on an amazing race and an amazing win. And uh, kind of a congrats on a finish of a pretty cool season you put together. And I don't know, do you have time to talk a little bit about your season leading up to Iceman before we dive into that race specifically? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. This is actually my first podcast ever. So. No way. <laughs> way, yeah. <laughs> it, it won't be your last, I am sure of that, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super glad to get you uh, really early on then. Um, yeah, so... Super, uh, you know, of course, again, congratulations on Iceman. But yeah, I want to look at like the ice. It seems like a kind of an obvious progression throughout this whole season of a different focus that you kind of um, put on. And I want to I, I kind of want to use your mm-hmm. your words um, to start off here, because I remember when you finished and uh, I was there at the finish line and and, uh, and then you were interviewed right away. And I think you were still um, out of breath a little bit. But <laughs> you mentioned something about how like moving from chasing UCI points to um, kind of a different focus this year. Um, so what was that focus? Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually my f- well, I did a couple World Cups early on in the season Um in the past years, like in 2019, I was only racing UCI, only doing World Cups. And uh, I didn't really realize that there's opportunity to, to race in other events, such as Iceman and yeah. Epic Rides. And, and yeah, um, my girlfriend and I started our own privateer program this year. And it was a, a huge leap for us trying to put everything together. And uh, Orange Seal came on as our big title sponsor and they've really helped me they've they've helped activate me and uh, show me that there's there's so many more avenues that i can take um in professional cycling uh which is which i'm i've been so thankful for so i've dabbled in some gravel events gotten (laughs) my teeth kicked in like (laughs) just had some brutal rides um i did my first epic rides this year in bentonville um, at the Oz Trails Off Road, which yeah. was really fun, and then uh, yeah, this was my first Iceman too, and I, I think all year I was I was really stoked for Iceman because I just heard so many great things about it. Um, but yeah, the the season has taught me so much, and just that you know the domestic scene is super healthy, and there's so so much opportunity for cyclists like myself and in other disciplines to uh, put together their own programs and. Uh, and make it work. Yeah. And, and have success within those programs as well. Um, I think mm-hmm. you really came onto my radar, uh, after Shaquamagon, um, mm-hmm. taking the win there. And that's kind of a, um, a precursor to Iceman. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, Midwest, um, similar course ish kind of, and, uh, and a lot of the same people line up on the line. So, uh, what was that in August or September? Yes, late September. Um, yeah, that was a super fun event. And uh, that, was, that was kind of the plan was like, Schwamigan, Iceman, they're similar, um, super exciting energy at both events. Um, and yeah, I was, I was really excited to, to have a good race there and just check it out for the first time. Very cool. Um, you, you mentioned Orange Seal, and I've seen some, some pictures and some other things of you rolling around in that Orange Seal uh, van. Um, mm-hmm. this is kind of off the topic a little bit, but are you and, uh, Sevilla, like, are, are you guys like full-time van lifers or is that mostly <laughs> just, uh, transportation to and from places? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We actually, we have an apartment in Durango, okay. but <laughs> I think we spend more time in the van than at our apartment, especially in the winter. Um, so we're, we left 
um, about a month ago. We left Durango and I don't think we'll be back until March. So it's, it's pretty fun. The van's awesome. We get to kind of go around wherever's warm and wherever we want to go ride, especially nice having at races. Do you guys, did you drive that to Michigan? No, we actually flew to Michigan, okay. um, but we drove it to Bentonville <laughs> okay. and uh, okay. we were there for a while. But yeah, it's, it's, we're like a traveling circus. I tell everyone like <laughs> it, it's a mess sometimes, but uh, yeah, it's fun. And we're yeah. in it together, which, which makes things really fun. That's very cool. And uh, she was, she was there at Iceman too, took fifth place, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. She had an awesome ride. Like, yeah. The women's field was just as stacked, if not more, I yeah, think no more kidding. stacked yeah. in the men's field. And, uh, yeah, they came down to a massive group finish too. So that, that race, I wish I could have watched, but, uh, yeah, just as exciting for sure. A lot of talent packed into one single van. I'm just saying that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> she, she's more talented, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's nice to, to have a, a traveling partner. And yeah, she, she keeps me motivated. Um, so you mentioned like an excitement, um, an atmosphere of Iceman and kind of like Shukwamagon too, like same kind of feel. Um, I do, I did have a question about Iceman and especially for you, um, for me, I'm from Michigan and there's a, there's a big history of Iceman and I think, uh, you know, riders of a certain age, uh, even pro racers of a certain age kind of have a... I'm sure Iceman speaks about something to them, but for you, a younger person, um, does Iceman still have that thing, that hype that it used to, or um, maybe now, like after you've won it, maybe you're a little biased, but <laughs> coming into <laughs> it, is it, was it, were you super stoked to just participate in it in the first place? Yeah, I was, I was so excited. I think like the first time Iceman came on my, my radar was when, uh, Howard Grotz won it. Okay. I, I can't remember what year that was, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I just remember, I mean, I was like the biggest fanboy of Howard and, uh, I moved to Durango and he was at the time, you know, at the peak of his career. And it was really fun to be able to ride with him a bit. And when he won it, it was just I was amazed. Like he held this huge ice trophy and it was this huge party <laughs> and festival and him and Payson were, you know, talking about it and just said it was the, like the most exciting race of the year. Um, and since then I've always wanted to do it, but, uh, I've just never been able to get out. It's, it's later in the year and kind of hard to make it happen after, uh, you're chasing UCI races. Um, mm -hmm. So this was like the first year where I had the freedom to, to choose which events I wanted to go to. And I think from the get go, Iceman was on the list. So, uh, I was really excited. The energy kind of built as the year progressed, you know, as we're finishing with Iceman and, uh, yeah, I was just so stoked to make it happen. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about, um, I'm more of a gravel guy, but, um, just knowing a little bit about how, uh, uh, cross country mountain biking is kind of progressing into, I mean, the, the, the courses you guys ride are insane and mm -hmm. Iceman, which used to be a pretty typical mountain bike course back in the day is now kind of an anomaly. And I just, mm -hmm. I just wonder as, as, um, mountain biking progresses and Iceman stays there, like what, well, what people from the outside view it as, or if it's always just going to still be the iconic thing that it's been for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I think like from my perspective, at least like 
the races like Iceman and Schwamigan, um, they're this really cool like mix where different disciplines can come together. You can have, you know, I, Alexi's not a roadie anymore, but he was, you yeah. know, you have pro roadies, you have cyclocross racers, gravel racers and mountain bikers, and everyone kind of has their strength or weakness. Um, but everyone's still super competitive, which makes it really fun. And then the bike choice plays into it. Like oh, yeah. I love all that stuff. Oh yeah. I think it's like the one time that me, like a mountain biker really gets to race with tactics. Cause in most mountain bike, you know, pure mountain bike races, it's just like full gas from the gun. There's, there's no like cat and mouse games. And so these events are super exciting because we actually get to play into the, the tactical part of the race. And, uh, and I love it. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so fun. It's so action packed. You're always having to think about moves and watch everyone. And it's pretty fun. I read a little bit about, uh, some of those moves, um, during the race. Um, but can you kind of expound on that a little bit about, you know, um, what was happening, uh, during the race that, uh, like what moves were made? Um, how did you play, um, it during the race? And, uh, yeah, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the race itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was so fast from the gun. <laughs> so and, fast, uh, so fast. So like I, I was definitely undergeared. I think, I think I would go with a little bigger chain ring, but yeah, it just kind of shows how fast it was. Like we were, I was spun out with a 36 tooth chain ring. Um, but yeah, I, I pre-rode the course, um, and I knew that I had to play like there, there, there's not many technical sections and that's where I would really have an advantage on some of the big contenders, especially the guys on gravel bikes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew there are a few sections of single track and I, um, kind of wrote them down, took into account and I wanted to be at the front pushing the pace through each, each little single track part, um. I didn't necessarily throw in attacks, but just kind of turning screws on the front, making everyone work a little bit harder. Um, and then also there's so many, so many like sandy sections where, uh, it was really loose. So I actually went with a wider tire. I went with the two, four, um, cause I knew all these gravel guys were running like gravel tires. Oh, yeah. And so I figured I'd have more float over the sand and just save a little more energy in the first half of the race. And I could just punch it through all the sandy sections. Um, so yeah, every one of those sections, I knew I wouldn't necessarily make a break, but I could make everyone work a little bit harder throughout time. Um, Do you, and uh, I think I think it definitely helped. Yeah, I was I was wondering uh, with the tire choice. Um, I mean, obviously you won, so it didn't like hurt you too much, but. Um, do you think with how fast it was, was, was that the right choice? Um, I, I know there was a ton of sand out there, but there was also a ton yeah. of places to just let it rip. And a two four yeah. seems like a pretty big tire for, for that. Yeah, course. it was wide. It was, it was a gamble. I think that I maybe could have been faster on a two, two. Uh-huh. Um, but I just didn't want to risk it. I knew like, okay, if I run the two, four, I'll have to push just a little bit harder, but I'll just try to be more arrow and use drafts better. And, and then I can really float over the sandy parts and actually like try to try to make a little, some people suffer. Um, but yeah, I think going back, maybe I'd run a two, two. I also didn't take into account that 
the course would have thousands of people that would ride it before us. Oh yeah. So some of the sandy parts were packed in a lot better than they were when I pre-rode. Um, but yeah, I, I rode the, the Maxis Aspens and even the two, four, it's so fast. It's such a low profile that, uh, I don't think it really made much of a difference as you, far as rolling resistance. Were you concerned flying in that, uh, maybe you, um, had to make a choice before you even got on course? Uh, not really. Um, cause I, I flew in and then I had Thursday and Friday to pre-ride. Um, so yeah, I, I usually just kind of get there the first day, suss out the situation. And then the day before the race is when I really want to have my decisions dialed. So I'm not questioning all night before the race. Oh, for sure. And, uh, no question about a gravel bike. I mean, it, you're a, you're a mountain biker. You're <laughs> essentially a mountain bike dude. So, um, yeah. you're not like Kerry Warner, like a cyclocross guy or, or even Jeff Kabush that's going to roll, uh, drop bars. Yeah. But did you just not even question that, that decision at all? No, not at all. And those guys <laughs> are incredible to me. I don't know how they ride those bikes so fast. Like I, there is no, I would have been dropped so quick on a gravel bike so it's it's cool to see them and just see them rail i came into the last kilometer with carrie and i i thought for sure i would be able to pass him on the downhill and he he like he held just as much speed it was incredible oh my god so That's... yeah those guys those guys have skill yeah so like it kind of came down to the last 5k right i mean there were some kind of some punchy sections there i know uh there were a couple moves made. I know Alexi made a move right at the end. I think there was a move before that. Wasn't there too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy up the front for quite a while. Um, like Alexi and I were getting pretty nervous about it because he was still off the front with 5k to go. And we were going really fast at the time. No one really wanted to commit to pulling, but then Alexi finally did. Um, <laughs> and then I, I pulled too, but not as much as Alexi. Yeah. Um, Alexi's just so strong. I think he was the strongest guy in the day for sure. Hmm. Um, and then as soon as we caught, uh, the guy off the front, I think we had about three K to go or something. And Alexi put in a massive attack and, uh, I tried to hang on, but I just couldn't, and I didn't really want to. Um, but we just kind of lingered behind him for a bit. I could barely see him. And, uh, I finally, uh, Carrie came around with, I don't know, maybe a little more than a kilometer to go. And he attacked super hard cause he didn't want to pull us up to Alexi. And I was able to just tuck in super tight and hang on for dear life. And yeah, there, there were like three or four times in the last little bit of the race that I was like, oh, it's over. There's no way <laughs> these guys are gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, we hit icebreaker and uh, everyone kind of stuck to the main line on the left side. And I think I just had a little bit more energy and a little bigger punch just for a few seconds to just get up and around them on the outside. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I think the race is ultimately one going into the final, uh, finishing shoot because it was super narrow and there weren't any places to pass. I think if you could protect your inside, take the right line in the shoot, the race is pretty much over. So I knew that I needed to happen and I just completely emptied it on icebreaker, which was just <laughs> insane. Cause it was like, it was like a tour de France stage. Like people were, there was just a roar, like yeah. so much noise. The crowds were huge. 
Um, so yeah, I, it was for sure the most intense finish in my life. It was, it was really exciting, but so tight. And those guys, I mean, it was anyone's race pretty much right into the end. So it was really fun. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you specifically about your, uh, icebreaker experience. Cause there's, I mean, so many things going on. It's where you made your winning attack. Um, but you know, the people around you, uh, the, the, the spectators, um, who, um, me included, you know, we've been, we've done our race. We've been sitting there drinking all day and just waiting <laughs> for you guys to come through. Couldn't wait. So it's just a, I'm, I'm sure on, from your perspective, it's an interesting atmosphere or a special atmosphere to be, um, I don't know, so concerned about winning the race, but also have all that, motiv- <laughs> all that motivation too, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the coolest race atmosphere I've ever been part of. It was, it was really, really special. So that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. And then, um, then, then, yeah, you put in a couple of good seconds though. You had a little bit of a gap towards the end. Um, um, so, uh, super, super impressive. Um, well that's, I mean, it's cool to hear, from someone that hasn't oh, also I, I don't think i've i don't think we've really touched on this that this is your very first ice man um so from from never doing it before to coming out and and winning it the first time is is a pretty pretty uh cool accomplishment as well <laughs> i don't know i think i got a little lucky <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was really cool it, it couldn't have gone any better and uh yeah i was just honored to be racing with those guys and rubbing elbows with some of the guys I've looked up to for so long. Um, I, I mean, the top 10 were just stacked with pros and even beyond that, we had a huge pro field. So yeah, it was, it was really special to be part of it and really exciting to be at the pointy end for sure. Um, well, I feel like you at least have made a ton of Michigan fans, uh, last (laughs) weekend and including myself. So, um, how long did your, this important stuff, how long did your ice trophy last? <laughs> oh man, it lasted until, uh, yeah, it, it lasted a long time all night. We took it around. We went uh, <laughs> to the filling station, had some pizza. Heck yeah. It, it was so fun. Then we went out to, oh, I can't remember, Sidetracks Bar. <laughs> the, tons of people were there. Like, uh, yeah, I think until like, I think 11 PM things were starting to fall off of it. Like I lost the handles and then it would like drop and crack. And That's funny. But yeah, it was a blast. Like, yeah, just so cool to, to have that. And everywhere we went, it was just like, there's so much energy around it. Everyone knew what it was and we were dancing with it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a fun night my hand, my arms were just so fatigued. <laughs> like this may be harder than the race to hold this thing. That's amazing. And, uh, are you going to plan to be back? I mean, you have to, you, you have to come and, and, you know, try to get first again, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll be back for sure. But I think there's going to be a lot of fast people again. Uh, so yeah, it'll be another race, but um, yeah, it, it's going to be on the calendar for sure. I don't think I can not come back. It was so fun. Um, so. did people give you crap about winning on a nice man or, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone was, uh, like, yeah, if it, you know, if the weather was bad, it would have been a different story. Um, yeah, it might've been true, but yeah, I was excited. The weather was nice. I I'd be super excited if it was a, 
a true Iceman. Um, I'm from central Washington and I grew up training in just gritty weather, snow, super cold temperatures. So I was kind of looking forward to hopefully having a, a really gnarly experience, oh, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, I'm sure there will be in years to come. I, um, a pre being in the woods all day, you know, from riding it in the morning to being at a timber Ridge all day, I appreciated the, uh, nicer weather aspect to the yeah. whole thing, <laughs> but I can, I can also understand wanting to experience Iceman and it's like true fashion. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and Timber Ridge, I mean, what a fun, you know, you said, you know, coming up icebreaker, that's, that's a great time, but then just the whole, you know, it's a party in the woods afterwards. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. We like, we came up on this hill. I don't know where it was. Um, I don't know the names of the the hills out there, but it was like in the middle of the race, maybe 20 miles in and there's a band out there, like a big <laughs> drum set, just shredding. It was awesome. But yeah, just stuff like that. Everyone out there is just having a party and that's so cool to be part of it. Yeah. Um, definitely for, for people like me, people, um, that live in Michigan, I mean, Iceman is a special thing and especially now, I mean, we, haven't had it for two years and to be back. Um, a lot of us were so excited and I think it's, it's special because it's, it's a local Michigan thing, but also we share it with, you know, the whole country and people like you that can come in from Colorado or wherever you are, um, and, uh, appreciate it and enjoy it and, and, uh, and like, um, and appreciate how special it is to, um, to us and, and then to also you. So, um, I kind of want to, I meant to ask you this before, but I did notice, um, I think it was post Iceman or before Iceman that you got out with, uh, Norte, the youth cycling, uh, group there in Traverse city. And, and I read somewhere that your, um, your privateer team or your, your, your privateer system that you, that you put together, one of the focuses that you wanted to have is on youth cycling. And, um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about that and how important that is, um, as a, as a younger cyclist, as a, someone that probably went through some of the s- same systems as a lot of these kids, how important is it for you to support youth cycling in, in the United States? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what drives me entirely. Um, it was super cool to be able to get out with Norte and, uh, the, the local uh, high school team there too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I came from a town that wasn't, very cycling oriented. I think I was the only kid in my high school that even owned a mountain bike at the time. Uh, I trained every day by myself. And so, yeah, it it was special. Uh, I had like a, a hometown hero that was a pro cyclist just coincidentally, Steven Ettinger, and he would take the time to ride with me whenever he was in town. Um, and that's what kind of fueled my fire. Like, Oh, this is a thing. You can be a pro cyclist. That's crazy. Um, so it's just like, if I can do that to even just one kid, that that makes such a difference. And, uh, it's so cool to see these programs that some of these kids have, um, with NICA teams, with just development teams, having friends that also ride. That's, that's so cool. It gives me goosebumps, uh, just talking about it, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's super important. I think, uh, they're, there's a lot more opportunity. Um, but still it's, it's challenging to be a a pro cyclist. You have to be scrappy and, uh, and 
it, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I want to be able to, uh, be somewhat of a mentor to all this next generation coming up. I think that's really important. And, uh, when we can do it at events kind of all over the country, it just makes them that much sweeter. So makes it a lot more purposeful than just a bike race. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, so I know it's off season and, uh, you, you went out with a bang, but, um, anything, anything you're going to do fun for the off season or anything to look forward to that we can follow you for, um, what, yeah, what's next for Cole Patton? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I am in Texas now and, uh, I think we're going to start a road trip up to California. That's where, uh, Sevilla's parents live. So we're going to be hanging out. Um, they live right on, uh, a bay there. So maybe we'll do some sailing, some off the bike <laughs> stuff, some hiking. Sounds awesome. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. And then, um, I'm actually going to fly up and spend Thanksgiving with my family in Washington. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually, uh, an archery hunter when I'm, when I'm not riding. So, uh, well, I have a, a hunt planned a mule deer hunt um up there so i'll kind of be disconnected and out in the woods probably the whole time but uh oh, man. i'm if, excited it's if you didn't if you didn't make uh any michigan fans before for winning Iceman, you may have made a bunch of michigan fans <laughs> for just saying that you're a hunter <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah it's it's funny it's kind of a, a touchy subject you know some people aren't aren't big into hunting but uh yeah but yeah i it's uh th there needs to be more uh advocates for the good that it that it does and uh yeah i i really enjoy it and um that's how i kind of grew up eating uh game meat and uh yeah i'm excited it's just nice to disconnect and uh kind of take a, a change of pace and be out in the woods yeah <laughs> that's funny i uh i hit up rose grant yeah and uh <laughs> And she, she hadn't, she hasn't responded, but then I was looking on her Instagram story today and she's out hunting. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's already out in the woods. Yeah. Like, good for her. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Rose is such a stud. She, she had an awesome ride. Awesome season too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's super cool. Colt, thank you, man, for your time. And I hope this isn't the last time we chat. Hope that I, Definitely hope. I know it won't be the last time you'll be in Michigan. Um, so I hope you come back, defend your title. Um, probably, um, I'm going to say you should do drop bars next year just to make it <laughs> easier on you, easier on everyone else. Um. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a mountain biker. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, saw, I yeah. saw a couple of the, I mean, you did like SBT gravel and um, was there another? Oh, you did Rebecca's Private Idaho too. I, I saw. Oh yeah. yeah, I got throttled at those. <laughs> it was so brutal, man. Like I did not think I was gonna make it to the finish line. That's um, amazing. But yeah, it, it's fun. It, it, yeah. I mixed it up, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, definitely, Iceman and Schwam again were way more fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite have that long engine, the long range, yeah, four plus hours, but. uh yeah, it's amazing. Some of those guys are and girls are just incredible at that distance. For sure. So, well, anyways, um, have a relaxing uh, off season, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll all be following Cole Patton from now, and uh, and hoping to see you uh, next year. Thank you so much. Yeah, and again, I, I and love again, Michigan. Congrats, so. you're an Ice Man now. 
Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So an amazing race uh, from Cole, certainly. Um, it was cool to hear about how um, it was his first time. His That was his very first Iceman. And oh, wow. he was... Um, and. And not only uh, did he, of course, enjoy it because he won the race, but I think he really appreciated the how special it was to to us as as Michiganders. Um, guys, were you pretty excited to be back in the woods between Kalkaska and Traverse City after this couple year hiatus? How did it feel to be back? Yeah, it was pretty amazing feeling to be back at at the Iceman. I mean, I, uh, you know, got the chance to drop off Mackenzie and my dad for their waves. So, and I got to see everyone from our team taking off. Um, so that was a really... It's a kind of know, a different perspective different... For, for someone riding the pro wave. Right. It takes off at like 2.30. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of see like everyone else taking off too yeah. you know i was like i saw many waves go off you know got there at pretty much 9 a.m mm-hmm. when the race started so and was, I, just just for some background information i'm assuming if you're listening to this you, you probably know what the iceman cometh challenge is but it's a point to point mountain bike race in michigan um in november and uh and there's multiple waves because there's multiple thousands of people that take part in it and for the majority of us myself Mackenzie Tristan here we we took off what time did you take off Tristan I was taking off at 10 45 yep I took off at like 10 10 Mackenzie when did you take off I was like 10 37 okay so we're all pretty close then the same yeah and yeah you guys were pretty close in waves actually yeah I got to see Um, uh Trevor take off and then Mackenzie, I uh, got to see too, so that was exciting. Yeah, I didn't see mm-hmm. Mackenzie at the start. No, I didn't. But see I you. saw Sebastian, and yeah, saw Tristan there too. But um, but yeah, so there's multiple. So from nine o'clock to, I want to say like twelve thirty. Really, is when the last wave goes off. Goodness. Yeah. Um, there's like forty plus waves, and then the pros take off at two thirty, um, when. Everyone else has gone through the course, and then we're hanging out at the the finish line, which is at Timber Ridge Park in the middle of the woods, a big party in the woods, which was just the best. But uh, so, Sebastian, how many Iceman's is this for you then after? So this was your what number? Uh, This is my fourth Iceman. Okay. Yeah. And how many pro races have you done? Uh, My third pro race. Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah, so you just dove right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it once, not in the pro race. And, you know, as you all experienced, you're behind a bunch of people and, you know, you're just trying to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, pro race is a little bit different. <laughs> uh, you're just trying dynamic. to hang on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and Mackenzie, this was your second Iceman yeah, my first one was in 2019, so it was really nice to show oh up to God. such beautiful weather and 
I didn't realize how much sand was out there because of how muddy it was initially the first time. So it was a totally different experience of the course. And that was a, it made for a really great day. It really did. It was so enjoyable. Did you find um, a lot of traffic out there? I mean, there was a ton of people, of course, but um, was that uh, tough for you to negotiate? Or like when you got to the sand, did you, were you able to pick your lines pretty well? Or um, were, were there too many people? What'd you feel about that? No, I I felt fine in terms of that. Um, it was definitely better than last time, once again, because last time there was no option to pass anybody because of how backed up the trail mm-hmm. was. And so I actually felt like a lot of times I was able to, to ride on my own a little bit once I had gotten past people. And I did find that most people were pretty good about you know, staying in one side for a while and then announcing when they were going to be changing. So it wasn't terrible to navigate. Although some of those sand pits were bad. People just break like crazy Mm -hmm. before they get to them. And I'm like, oh, I just need to keep going. And I'm a lot smaller than a lot of the people I'm riding behind. So sometimes they're hard to see around. Yeah. And that can be a little, you know, you just have to trust somebody you don't even know, which is terrifying. How was the, uh, the single track for you? Um, I mean, it probably was not much different than when I rode that single track, but it was, was it moving pretty well or was it bogged down? It would get bogged. And I, that's when I would like take a sip of water, Mm -hmm. bring my heart rate down and relax and just sit because there was like, I would just get caught behind people and that's okay. That's fine. It was, it gave me, I probably wouldn't have taken a break otherwise. So it was, yeah. I felt like the single track was slow, but it was moving at least. And it wasn't just... Oh, yeah, it was moving. It wasn't like complete stop. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't having to brake super hard, but I was just like rolling pretty much. I kind of felt the same about the sand. Uh, A lot of people complained about the sand early on that that rode the course before. And yeah, there were people around, but um, it wasn't too hard to find a good line. Now, Tristan, um, you... uh, This was your first Iceman. First Iceman, yes. And... You, maybe a couple days before you messaged me and you said, hey, I just listened to your interview with Cody about not riding a gravel bike. What kind of bike did you ride? I rode a gravel bike. A gravel bike. So you, and then you were, then you asked me, am I making the wrong choice here? I didn't really have any other uh, options either. (laughs) So um, I was more, more so trying to prepare mentally for what I was going to get. Um. Now, you didn't have another choice, but your gravel bike, in terms of gravel bikes, is... Uh... Yeah, it's it's a gravel bike made for this terrain. I mean, I, I'm running uh, mountain bike wheels, tires, pretty much the gear ratios. So, I, I mean, it was an adventure gravel bike for sure. And did you ever feel... Un- underbiked yeah underbiked uh once again i was overbiked this bike has more uh more to give than i have to give to it so yeah no i had i had plenty so uh in terms of first time experience though uh i'm curious yeah so you've been on the podcast several times um mostly talking about the the Sancho 200. This is a, a completely different style of race, but it's in the same area. Like, what did you think about the sand? Uh, what did you think about the single track? Um, what did you think about the course in terms of 
um, not only bike choice, but just as a probably your first mountain bike official mountain bike race you've ever first ever had. first <laughs> mountain bike event and it was awesome um i really enjoyed the course i thought it was an awesome mixture of uh, uh sandy seasonal roads um two track and then the little bit of uh, single track that was sprinkled in um i thought there was going to be more single track and and honestly that's where you know all the slowdowns occur and and that's what i was sort of nervous about but realistically i was free to do what i needed to do and wanted to do um in terms of how i wanted to ride it and Mm -hmm. it really suited me well where i was able to uh hammer for 10 to 15 minutes would get stuck behind some people for a minute or so have to slow down bring my heart rate back and then get another 15 minute uh, session now so so the course itself um for those that have ridden it or those that have read up on it, there's there's quite a few segments, notable segments that we we go through. So um, there's the beginning section that now is through the airport, and then um, you kind of go through a a little bit of two track and then some single track. But um, you get to the Vasa at the end. You have some other single track sections. You have some pretty famous climbs, like right towards the end, Icebreaker. And I'm curious uh, for all of us kind of your favorites or maybe some notable moments on the course um that stick out in your memory the big, uh, the big one was the drums where was that at where they i think it's a the make it stick is that what that is yeah stick. i think that's that climb make it stick it's a it's a pretty loose climb honestly mm-hmm. you can't really stand up too much on that one you kind of have to sit back and 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 get your cadence up rather than you know kind of just hammer it like some of the other climbs Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 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 pretty steep i mean there's some other climbs that weren't in there this year but yeah the make it stick and i think there's also you know people are like making bacon right there or something or like there's a bunch of just uh, people drinking and hanging out you know playing the drums like there was a whole band i mean there was multiple instruments it wasn't just like one person yeah there were there were multiple people i think you're in are you in the vasa at that point I, I, I want to say you are, but yeah. someone could probably yeah. correct us. <laughs> maybe maybe I, I'll... Well, whatever. Hey, uh, let's let's fact check that later and we'll just cut this out if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we got to get like a, a Jamie, like on, you know, a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to do all the fact checks? Yeah, I have someone like fact checking in the background. <laughs> Mackenzie, um, this being the second... Uh, Iceman you've done and you said like the sand was surprising because it was so muddy in 2019 but uh what were some segments that really stood out this time I actually really enjoyed the end this time last time I didn't really get a chance to because of everything that had happened before and I love to climb and it's just all the climbs in the last like little stretch yeah and that's such a challenge especially because you've been working so hard um, from the from the beginning so I just really enjoyed like finding my limits there and just like feeling my legs you know really a lot in those moments like I'm so I realize my legs more than ever in those moments that they're like a part of my body if that makes sense it makes so yeah I, I felt the exact same way 
like, oh man, these things, they're working hard. So that was just, that's a really cool experience. And then the closer you get to the end, the more people you see. And it's just like no other event where there's like actually spectators and you get a chance to feel like people want to watch what Mm -hmm. you're doing and are excited for you. And that's a really awesome uh, part of the event. It's worth showing up for, definitely. And there's nothing that I want to do more than just rip up icebreaker at the end and uh there's like a couple little rollers right before it and i was cooked like i was like god damn it i can't like (laughs) i can't rip up it like i want to yeah you're kind of like oh is wait it's is it ice icebreaker this one or is it you're like oh i think it's coming coming. up and then you're like oh that wasn't it and then you're like oh maybe it's this one it's like a solid Mm -hmm. three or four like pretty punchy rollers mm-hmm. that you have to hit and then you're like okay now you're gonna take yeah. this deep and the one. photos don't do it justice or like video doesn't do it justice it looks like this like little roller and all i all i was thinking was oh my gosh the crowd is getting loud i can hear him like the speaker going and and I'm going all over all these rollers and one gets a little steeper than the other and I'm like well that must be it and I and I come around and I see one more and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to give it everything I got. And this is, that's it. And as I got to the top of it, I'm like, good. Hopefully there's no more hills because I'm going to look like a fool in front of everybody. And it'll be the one time I have to get off the bike all day. And, and luckily there was just, that was it. I so. think that that was the only time I was a little disappointed in the traffic. Cause there was a lot of people on like every single side of the, of that climb and i did not feel like i could get a good rhythm rolling up icebreaker but it is what it is um last time i've done iceman was in 2018 and it was like Mm. i don't remember if we went up icebreaker like really early but i do specifically remember getting that close to timber ridge and then you saw all the people and everyone was cheering for you. And then they dumped you back into the woods for like another like yes. mile and a half. And it was mm-hmm. like, what? Like you thought you were almost done. And then you turn and you weren't almost done. And you still had all this more to, to, to go. So it was like, I think still in the back of my mind, even after we climbed Icebreaker, I was like, are we are we going to be done? Am well, I going to, am I going to go through this weird shoot? And then they're going to stick me back into the woods. I wasn't sure. But luckily, like, you you went up for this year. You went up icebreaker and then you were done. Like that's yeah. that's all you had. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think for for myself, the I knew that everyone was saying once you hit the Vasa, it was fast, and and not like every part was fast. I mean, like, like even for you know from the pro wave to wave thirty six, like it was fast. And everyone was going like super fast the whole time, but I knew just my style of riding. When we, some of those little punchers were okay, single track was fine. It was kind of slowed down, but once we got to anything that resembled a gravel road, I was like head down, power through, and just just flew. And I luckily I had two or three dudes that were with me, and we rotated like we were doing a road ride the whole time, and it was it was awesome. It was really fun to to get to that point of the, and I think I knew I, I, I had a time in my head that I wanted to, to break. And 
um, by the when when I thought we were about halfway, I was like, we're gonna have to do a negative split here and do the second half faster. But that course allowed you to because Vasa was so freaking fast. Yeah, once you crossed Williamsburg Road, you know it was pretty much like, oh, I can shift up to my higher gears here it's almost to the point where you're you know gearing out because Mm -hmm. you're pretty much going you know 17 18 the whole time without having the pedal that hard you know it's almost like you're it's almost like you've you've crested the you know hill and you're you're kind of coming down on the the vasa into traverse city and then you have a few punchy climbs at the end but there's not like between Williamsburg and Icebreaker, it's pretty flat and kind of, kind of nice. It's kind of twisty and 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 through the woods, like really beautiful, pristine two track. Man, there was there's yeah. these moments. The colors were on too. Oh, That's, this yes. is what I was wanted to say. Yeah, like there were these moments in the single track where it was, yeah, it had to be. I I don't know if the colors are super late this year, but. They they were they were popping perfectly. I think they were late because yeah. that was like our first. We had our first frost that week, mm-hmm. and it just snowed a few days before actually up there, yeah. up there. And I was very concerned that it was going to be another mud man. Oh yeah, <laughs> because that's exactly what happened in 2019. Is it snowed literally the night before and. The day before, we pre-rode the course, and it was completely fine, super solid. And then the next morning, it was just complete mud fest. So yeah. it was good that it kind of that happened before, and it dried out. I don't think I saw a single wet section no. in the whole thing. No. I, I do remember taking a mental note, though, on some of the single track, because it was like all the leaves, like there was like, yellow maple leaves that had fallen so the whole floor of the forest was just yellow maple leaves except for the single track spot was just like weaving through the forest it was just like it was so like i wanted to stop and take a picture you know kind of thing it was just beautiful (laughs) (laughs) um i've i've this is only my second Iceman, but i I was up there for 2019 uh i rode 2018 um and I there there's such like a hype that kind of builds and there's a lot that kind of goes into Iceman and everyone's talking about Iceman and people get pissed off about waves and there's all there's so much like emotion that goes into the weekend um but I will say that getting up there and experiencing it again um it's like I almost forgot how amazing it is and I don't know how, how, I mean, Tristan, this was your first one, um, so you were coming into it cold, but um, Sebastian McKenzie, I don't know if you felt the same way of like, you know, you've experienced it before, but then coming back, you're like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the best. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think for sure it was such a, it ends up being like a whole weekend, you know, even traveling up and the whole thing, the closer you get, the more excited you get. And then you start to get kind of like nervous and weird feelings. And then you have the expo like Friday night. So it gives you something to do before and Mm -hmm. you have all this planning and prepping. And then it's like the whole day event on Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people stay up on Sunday and make of it what they want. And I think it just ends up being such a memorable weekend. And then when you have perfect weather, 
It was just it was just such a good weekend that, to be partying in the woods. Yeah. Like what more could you ask for? The weather helped for sure. Yeah. Um Tristan, I think, you know, people talk a lot about Iceman and um of course you had to 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 uh, experience it for yourself, but and I think after I was drinking like multiple beers that day, how many times did I ask you are you going to come back? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. That's uh it, it, that's a tough one to answer because you asked it a few times, but <laughs> definitely we'll be back. I'm excited for it. Um, that even though it's not you know necessarily the type of racing I prefer, it is definitely in an environment environment that I want to be a part of. That was exhilarating. Just uh, pushing through the woods for two hours as hard as you possibly can, and then going and hanging out with friends and yelling at uh, yelling at the pros. As, as they go by yeah, or Sebastian or as he comes through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was just quite the experience. I mean, I, so, um, just like a side note, like my, my brother who did Bear Roubaix with me and we did a Belgian waffle ride. I've, I've said, you know, maybe, maybe you should come up and do, bring the family, come up and do Iceman. And, um, and he's always been like, well, I'm not sure about traveling that much for a 30 mile race, which I understand like on paper, it doesn't look like an epic adventure, but I don't know. The whole weekend is just so, it's just pretty great that I, yeah. I feel like it's worth like anyone that's wondering whether or not they should block out the entire weekend and go up there, whether or not they're, whether or not they're going to, uh, whether it's for, from Michigan or going to travel a bunch. Like, I think, I think it's worth it. Yeah. To, to, to quote many and specifically, Jenny Acker, it's the Catalina wine mixer of <laughs> yeah. cycling events. <laughs> I mean, it truly but is. It, yeah. It's just like, you know, there's nothing Thank else Thank you for like editing it. that. Too. <laughs> like <it's... laughs> because I, 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 it, it, it really is. I mean, it, it feels like Christmas, you know, it's like you have the expo, you have a bunch of like cool bikes sitting out, you know, you're like, wow, you, you kind of like gazing around and you're like picking up your packet and getting mentally prepared, you know, there's beer, there's different people to talk to. And, and then the next day it's like, you know, all day it's just racing yeah. and, and you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a show, you know, it's not just like, you go to an event and you kind of see people at the end and you hang out at the end, but there's, there's not like a shoot and there's not the icebreaker, you know, it's like, there's like certain attributes of that race that you just, you don't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I've, you know, experienced. Also having gone to like pro mountain bike events as a spectator, it is probably the most comparable into what like the true true pros experience. Mm-hmm. Like we went to the UCI World Cups in what 2019. Yeah, and that is a, like the most similar I've ever been to feeling like a real pro, even just being in like a normal wave, because you get a cool expo, which is always at a pro event, and then you get all the people who are there to watch and cheer, and all the noise and excitement and food and drinks and everything else. That, yeah, you just don't get at any other event, especially a lot of the, like, local events, which are great and have their own charm. But this is, like, a true event where you feel like a racer, you know? Yeah. Like, you feel it's excited like, to be racing. It's like uh, like finishing, go, 
going through the shoot or the the finish line at the Boston Marathon. That's kind of how I feel like finishing Iceman is. I mean, it's and you're finishing down at, through the same shoot, the same finish line as as the pros do, and it and it feels um, super special. And even like talking to different pros about it. Um, they think that I don't want to put words in their mouth, but uh, I mean, they think it's one of the better or the best uh, race environments that um, they've experienced as well. Um, yeah, it's it's it is something else, and and then especially for us that are you know we're from Michigan, it's like it's like going to a, a like a family reunion because <laughs> like you haven't seen you know. You see some people at some races throughout the whole year, or whatever, and you know maybe a bunch of people are kind of spread out through around the state. But then, like everyone kind of descends upon Timber Ridge at the end, and you just see everyone, you know, that you usually only see on Strava all year, right? <laughs> and then, right. And then you get to talk to them. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, Sebastian, I wonder. So you've done the the pro race for for three years. Do you feel like you're missing part of that experience for doing the for, because you're a part of the pro race because you have to wait all the way till two thirty and then you finish like I mean there's a lot of drinking that you had to uh, make up <laughs> towards the end there. No, you're right. I definitely had to make up on the drinking afterwards. Um, but there's just something about lining up with oh hell you yeah. know the pro racers you know guys who I look up to. That I'm like, wow, like I hope and wish that I can be as fast as you one day. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, there, there's just so many people that I admire that, that line up there. And, and, and when you're at the start line, which I know none of you were there, but they announce like the top people. Uh, oh, the, the call-ups. The yeah. call-ups, right? Yeah. So... That's kind of a cool experience in itself because you hear like, oh, okay, there's Alexi, you know, there's Jordan Weekly and, yeah. you know, other pros and, and, uh, you're just kind of sitting out in the back. I'm like chit chatting with the guy next to me. Like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I don't, I shouldn't be here. Oh, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're there and you're, you know, super excited and, um, it kind of works out from a uh, logistics standpoint too, because Mackenzie and my dad do the race as well. So I get to go and, you know, drop them off, see everyone else on, on the team. I got to take a lot of great photos, um, which was really nice. You know, something what I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't go off at two 30. So, I mean, it's kind of a disappointment at the same time because 2018 I did way better than I did in, you know, <laughs> this year. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's it is what it is. You know, you you train for different events. You don't have as much time to train, but um, just being able to to start there and uh, kind of you know ride at the pace that you really think you can ride at um and max out the whole time you know you're not being held up by other people and i don't feel like i'm holding any of the pros up um because i usually try to line up towards the back but um yeah it's just a really awesome experience and i say i'm not gonna do it 
every year I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. But you end up just being like, wow, that was awesome. I'm going to do it again after you do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned like the, you know, you train for different kind of races or you have a different, um, maybe a different type of fitness. I mean, I, Tristan, you, uh, you, you have done a ton of like ultra endurance races and uh, kind of train ultra endurance wise. Um, how did you feel riding this course and where, where did you feel your fitness met the course or did it, did it meet it at a good place or did you feel lacking in a, in, in a bit? Yeah. That, that high end, uh, fitness, I, yeah. I definitely lack, um, my body's just not, it's not necessarily made for it, but, uh, luckily there's always opportunities to slow down and catch a breather. Um, so, you know, being in the wave that I was, I had that opportunity and they came at great moments. So I took advantage of the course. I, I think it really allowed me to do just whatever I wanted to do out there. Um, do I wish I could have gone faster? Absolutely. Uh, maybe I could train for it differently. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I ran the heart rate a little higher than I had anticipated for the two hours. And I was very happy with I, how my body did for that yeah. race. So. I, th- I think there's like a specific type of training you need to do for it. Um, and I was blown away by some of you know the people I know and how fast they were um, on the course and, uh, you know, uh, early wave or not, like you still have to, to push to, to get those times, whether you, you are on an early wave, you still have to ride really hard to get those, those quick times. Man, some people, I just was blown away. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, maybe there is like a specific kind of training you need to think about, you know, maybe a few months before, before Iceman. Um, it was tough when uh, this year, uh, a month before Iceman was Barry Roubaix, which we did the hundred mile Barry Roubaix, which is a little different type of race, you know. Yeah, that one was a little bit more my uh, training's wheelhouse. So. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I I think I went into this year, you know, after Barry Roubaix, I was just like, that. There's my season, and I'll, I'll enjoy Iceman, and it'll be fun. But I'm not really looking to. I just wanted to go have a good time. And after I finished, I was like, God, I should have trained hard for this. Cause I, I, I wish, um, I don't know. It was, it, I just felt like I wanted to do better and I thought I could, could have done better. Um, but I just was like super inspired. I was inspired by looking at everyone's times. I was inspired by just the, the course. And I, I, I think next year, man, I'm I'm going to try to, to do some like specific, I don't know, short, hard training, you know? I think that's the good thing about it being so late in the season or kind of near the end is it kind of gets you excited to train for the, the like the following season. It gets you really excited to just work harder and push your limits mm-hmm. even more. Because that's, I think everyone I've talked to has kind of said a similar thing. Like, oh man, I have to train for Iceman next year. And that's so far out, but I think it's everything you do like starting the day after yeah. Iceman, you know? So it's, yeah. a, it's a cool feeling and it's that kind of event. It just gets you ready. It like wants you, it gets you excited. So that's the cool thing about it. And yeah, I think we've all talked about 
doing like after you're done we're like trying to find a time where you can be done with your season of like longer events and then hone in and do some really fun fast rides at the end of the season to prepare yeah now i mean mackenzie though you did pretty well though especially in your age group i mean yes and no so you were on the podium which is pretty fantastic yeah but it's like a bittersweet kind of podium which is is it's so many different things um bittersweet it's great to be on the podium but it's a really bummer to be on the podium by yourself um the first place wasn't there and there was no third place because my age group uh has a very small amount of people actually competing which is a huge disappointment especially at a at a race at this size So I hope that those 19 to 25 year old women just start showing up because it'd be really great to see more, more of, more of that kind of person out there for sure. 19 to 25, really? Like that's a pretty bit. I was, there were two of of us. I think when when, surprised, like I thought you were going to say it was like 19 to 22 or something like a real narrow way range. And it was, yeah, they get, they get smaller. The, the, they get as smaller you get as you get older. Yeah. I think like there's like 44 and a half, 44. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was going to say 34. Uh, so 34, I I was pretty happy. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, I got I got 10th out of my age group. That's yeah. awesome. And then I start looking at where my time is lining up with yeah. other guys that uh, we ride with in the area that are in, you know, in the, the 40s and 50s age range. And my time was a few minutes below theirs. And and there's like 25th, 26th, like way up, you know, not way up there, but higher up there. And it's like, oh, it gets really competitive as you start stacking some stacking some years on there. Oh, for sure. Which which I, I do want to quickly before we move on from Mackenzie's podium, I, I gave you the opportunity to say, yes, I got on the podium. And then you yourself said, well, there were only two people. So. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I'm okay with this that. Is yeah. I will two own podiums that. in a row. Um, yeah. So I think you just drop the, uh, you don't worry it about is the two, little details. You podiumed in uh, 2019 too. Hey, I mean, it has to be said. Somebody has to, to hey, say you, it, right? Like I'll own it, whatever I got. I'm cool with that. And also like, I think, yeah, like more more women your age more women everyone you know like the, there there need to be more people Definitely. riding the, the course tristan um i was blown away by your time um and i think i i asked you that a bunch of times too like what like oh no i told everyone that you had a what was your time tristan yeah uh so <laughs> had a had a nice time at 159 and unfortunately uh trevor was you know, boasting about how well I did. I just thought uh, I thought everybody. it was awesome. And wave, what what wave did you start? Wave uh, thirty six. So okay. he was he wave was... thirty six breaking two. I I was like super impressed by your. Um, so I was telling everyone you had a one fifty nine, and you were quick to say I was quick to correct to uh, one fifty eight. But then uh, a little <laughs> bit later, after uh, afterwards, <laughs> my wife reminded me that I actually did uh, finish at one fifty nine. So yeah, yeah. Uh, like she should. Yeah, an put apolo- you back in your place. <laughs> yeah, an apology is due to Trevor for I don't know how many times Dial he said it, it but uh, <laughs> I I certainly was wrong many times as well. Yeah. So. No, but I I mean. Honestly, like I, I still, I'm super impressed by that, that the time, like not only, uh, being in, um, one of the 
first time back back in the wave but uh but then on a drop bar bike too you know what honestly that was uh I, I, I don't think I I, th- I don't think I can say it enough that being in the position that I was in allowed me to ride exactly how I wanted to, and also that course would be awesome to double, triple, quadruple, oh, and yeah. make an endurance gravel bike race. Well, you see those people that do the the out and backs, and they what what are the out like forty some miles? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that it's thirty miles to get there but you can get back in 10 miles yeah <laughs> it is uh, it is an interesting i mean when talking times you know it's it's not really you're not really comparing year to the, year because the courses change the conditions change the the mileage changes but i don't know in my mind it's always like two hours and um to be able to break two hours way in the back is i think i think it's special absolutely so, yeah i think yeah. everyone goes it's definitely a thing that people are like, Oh, did you did you break two hours mm-hmm. this year? You know, like that's when it's when it's a mud man, you know, everyone's like <laughs> Did you not break three hours? Yeah, they're yeah. like, Oh, three hours? Uh but when it's a nice man, you're like Yeah. Did you did you break did you break the two hours or what? You know? Yeah. Well the good news is uh it was such a nice man that um I hear uh the next couple of years are gonna be pretty pretty rough because i experienced such a nice man for my first event um so the oh, next, yeah. next couple of years i i'm sorry ice rain snow the universe will correct itself yeah it <laughs> we're gonna pay does. for that yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, anything like anything else anything that we would change or do differently or um did i miss any any specific parts of this uh this whole weekend adventure that we haven't talked about Um, I guess one other thing I would say is it's really cool to have some of you guys starting behind me. I always love that in a race where either like a longer course meets up with a shorter course or I get a chance to see somebody like Tristan came riding up behind me and I just heard his voice and I was like, hey, a voice I know. Pedal harder. Yeah. And then he's like, come on, come on, come on. And then (laughs) just like drops me. But I mean, it was really, it's really a cool feeling to see people out there, you know, and even to like pass people that are wearing like this a spin jersey mm-hmm. or something it's like an event where along the way you just find people you know and that's i think that's really cool oh absolutely for sure uh tristan no tristan sebastian did you um i was staring right in your eyes and i called you tristan sebastian did you even hear anyone yelling your name on icebreaker at the end amongst all that craziness it's it it really is craziness like you get there and there's just a roar it's not even and it doesn't matter who it is right i mean i'm sure like for the guys who are out front i mean i can hear them in the woods you know i can i'm like oh there's there there they are like (laughs) they're that much farther ahead but (laughs) (laughs) um but no, you, you even you know the the guys who I was riding with, you know, in the back, um, they was like, pass him, pass him, you know, people are yelling like and yelling my name, and it's like, wow, you know, this is, you just all of a sudden feel so euphoric to the point where all the pain, like suffering, just goes away for that, you know, few seconds because you're just there and you're there to put on a show you know you want to like you're like oh this is it you know i gotta 
give everything, absolutely everything I got. So the Britney Spears um, of cycling. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was put on that show. You got to put on that show. I mean, that's how I feel. I just, I, I, and, and I'm sure everyone else feels the same way when they get there. Yeah. Any pro. I mean, it's, it's such a, uh, you know, mind boggling experience because you just, have so many people yelling at you and they're so close and everyone's trying to like reach over or give out handouts you know? yeah and, they were dollars and yeah. yeah people were giving out ten dollar bills like man you know five how much, bills, how much did you collect i didn't collect any honestly how much did you miss i missed way too much <laughs> <laughs> i collected the money for both of us yeah exactly oh yeah you did she yeah. got her race registration back plus some so i should probably be managing her instead true <laughs> that but, um, i won't disagree <laughs> but yeah i mean that that icebreaker climb is is probably the best part of of Iceman. yeah it really is i just yeah. know that uh um like mackenzie what you're saying uh you know passing people or passing by people that same jersey or that know you or that you know them or whatever um it's it's equally as cool for us to to then go out on the course and wait for our friends to come up through. And uh, I know, like, Mackenzie, you were on Icebreaker um, waiting for Sebastian, and I was a little bit further down course. So, it, yeah, it was super, super fun to to wait for the pros, but then also wait for your friends to come through, too. It was, it was, it was pretty great. Um, and uh, speaking of just, like, seeing people, I, I love to run into, from the Expo to uh, Timber Ridge, like, a lot of people I knew from uh, that listen to the podcast that are into that, and then a ton of people came up and uh, just introduced yourselves or just said how much they appreciate um, the podcast we put out and everything. So thank you for um, introducing yourself to me, and it was great to meet you all. And yeah, I mean, I I thought it was it it was like a like a family reunion kind of kind of deal or like a. I don't know, like a 10 year high school reunion. I don't know, but it just, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I can't wait for next year for sure. Yeah. Something to look forward to for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely something to look forward to and train for. And train for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Mackenzie touched on it, but I definitely, after every Iceman, I'm like, oh man, I got to train more. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, specifically, you, you know, yeah, like it's not just, yeah. you know, you can be in shape for something, but then like that's a, that is its own animal, it is. and uh, I I think I was I, I realized that um, rudely <laughs> rudely aware rude awakening yeah right? yeah it's like holy cow I need to you know like I think my my heart rate was it was like Zwift numbers you know just like through the roof um, and yeah anyway but it's exciting you know to know, to see those areas where um, you know where you can work what you need to work on and where you can get better so yeah I mean I. I, I to kind of add a little bit to that, I mean, I uh, I get to experience it with my dad as some other people do as well. Um, and I think that's a unique experience um, just because my dad introduced me to the race in a way uh, when I was still in high school. Um, so, uh, you know, even him 
after the race being like, oh, you know, I want to work out more, you know, I want to train more. It's, it's really cool to see that it even motivates him, you know, even though he's not a big racer or anything like that. That's probably the only race he does all year. Yeah. Which is the case for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But for that to be kind of a motivation for you to be like through the course of the winter, you know, maybe I'll train a little bit more than I usually do and not sit on the couch as much because next year I know I'm going to go back and do Iceman. Yeah. Um, That's a really, you know, kind of cool perspective, I think. There is something that I'm going to change for my training, and it's going to start as soon as we have a nice weekend, but uh, Jameson said that he's going to give it a ride next year, so I'm going to take the, I guess, aid, race age six-year-old uh, out slush cup. Slush cup, yeah. Nice, yeah. So nice. get him out there. He was he was excited. I didn't think he'd go for it, uh, but he said he'll do it, so we'll see. That's cool. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the highlight of the weekend. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. Hey, maybe he'll win it. I think he stands a good chance. He's a, he's a big, he's a big, strong boy, so he stands a chance. All right, everyone, thank you. Um, great job, all of you. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's do it again next year. Sounds I'm definitely good. gonna be back. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you to. Mackenzie and Sebastian and Tristan for recapping uh, your Iceman experiences with me. And a huge thank you to, of course, Cole Patton for taking the time and talking about his Iceman win. Next week, stay tuned. We have another special Iceman episode. Women's champ Rose Grant will join me. And uh, I just cannot wait for that conversation. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying this podcast, leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and music by myself, Trevor Gibney. Thank you all for listening to this episode and all the episodes of the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. <laughs>